0: Welcome to the play your way podcast. I'm your host Brian Miller. and I'm your other host Ethan Mace and today is episode 19 and we're going to be talking about what we've been playing volume three before we get into it make sure to follow us on twitter at PYW podcast instagram at the PYW podcast and at twitch at the playing your way playing your way on one word Alright, let's get into this week's episode, what we've been playing, and I don't know about you, it's not the most popular um, or trendy episode, but I do enjoy these episodes because we do get a chance to kind of expand upon what we've actually been playing. You know, this is a gaming podcast and we talk about a lot of gaming news, we talk a lot about just what we played in the past, but you know, very rarely are we able to really elaborate on what we've actually been playing throughout the month throughout the week um except for these episodes so i I do really enjoy them so Mm -hmm. let's let's jump right in what have you been playing yeah so
1: i actually have beaten path of radiance which i i don't even think as of the last episode i'd even started playing it yet No, no um but yeah, you know, since yeah, since that episode, I started it and beat it. It went super quick because I think at the time I was playing, I was playing Blazing Sword, and then I dropped it because I was not having as much fun with it, and just immediately right. went on to GameCube, uh, Fire Emblem. But I mean, that game is awesome. You know, if you if you saw the post about it, uh, I mean, I that really kind of hit on how I felt about that game. I think that game yeah. was just so much fun. It was a, uh, it was closer to you know like the super Nintendo fire emblems. Then it was the game boy ones. And like a lot of elements from that return, which I mean, I love those two games. I think they are so much fun. So I was glad to see it here. Uh, I mean, I told you during the week, I was like, you're going to have so much fun with it whenever you get yeah. to it. Cause I know at some point you will probably, uh, but Definitely. I mean, path of radiance is awesome. I think if, uh, if you ever have a chance to, to play it, regardless of whatever method you have to do to play it, I think you absolutely should.
0: Thirty-eight hours. Thirty-eight hours. Thirty-eight
1: hours. It's the first one I've actually been able to like to track the time on. I think
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, that that's a game that I'm looking forward to playing. Um, I mean, I'm a big GameCube guy, and so you know, that's a, that's what it's on. It's on the GameCube. So every time I see it, though, the the prices. Not something I want to talk about, yeah. but it's it's <laughs> it's something that's there that I like, and yeah, I've never played a Fire Emblem game, but I I mentioned it. You know, Three Houses will obviously be the first one, and if that goes well, I just want to kind of jump over to Path of Radiance. So
1: yeah, I think it would. I think it lends itself pretty well. A lot of mechanics in both of those games kind of translate over. Uh, right. yeah, the the price on the game is absurd, which is why I I'm like you, know, whatever method you have to do to play the game, you should probably just that if you want to yeah. buy it you can buy it if you want to maybe go for something a little less savory <laughs> yeah you, know, you can do that too i think it's okay in this situation
0: and honestly i don't i don't foresee that price dropping I what either. i need to do that should probably be the game that i i save my trade in like credit <laughs> for <laughs> and hope that their local retro game store has it which if they do that it's going quick no matter the price if it's actually in a store people are buying it up it Right. Is. It's a GameCube title, so they do. So, cool. Yeah, Path of Radiance. Um, and, yeah, I look forward to it as well when I get to it. Um, The first one for me, this was about two weeks ago, maybe three at this point. I really can't remember. It's a little fuzzy. But Billy Hatcher, also on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. I beat that one. Now, this this was an interesting one. Before I even get into my experience with it, Billy Hatcher, very underrated uh, GameCube titled. uh same creators who made sonic also made this game and if you don't know much about this game think of katamari damasi sonic and super monkey ball jammed together and you have billy hatcher it's interesting that's for sure (laughs) it is very interesting and you know jumping into kind of my thoughts on it you know when i booted it up it looked phenomenal. Like it looked more like a Wii game than an, a GameCube title. It's one of those mm. games where it's like it held up graphically. Like it looked good. Um, it, it just, it just looked good. So I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then once I jumped into the actual game, the controls were actually really smooth, and I was actually very surprised because, you know, I like to I like to watch a lot of review videos before I play games. I haven't done it so much now, but I used to to kind of get me motivated to play a game, and the kind of the synonymous voice was the platforming. It's a, it's a little finicky, and it's a little clunky, which I'll talk about that, but the controls as it is of, of moving the egg and, and moving and jumping and all those things – Work well. The GameCube controller feels great. The controls feel great. So cool. Gameplay seems to be good. Looks phenomenal. Let's start. I think I, I, you know, I progressed from like the first or second world, maybe even the third world, and it was easy. You know, the boss fights are super easy. I'm loving it. Again, I I love my easy games. It was great. And then I hit that platforming frustration stage. Every platforming game. Always since you know, I'm not good at platforms, anyways. We'll talk about platformers. Um, and I got a question for you too. I want to have this discussion about platformers, but it, it's one of those things you know, it there was a lot of frustrating uh platforming scenarios that you know was just level design meant to be frustrating, maybe not so much frustrating, but challenging, which for me lends to frustration. But um, overall, I'll say this. I recommend it. It's a it's a pretty good game, I would say. You will get annoyed by a lot of things, and this is my biggest pet peeve that they, well, they inserted into it. Like when I want to go fight the final boss, and I will probably die fighting the final boss a few times, don't send me back all the way to the beginning of the stage to have to do th- go through 8 minutes of platforming just to Mm-mm. get back to the boss to attempt the boss again. Like <laughs> It was so frustrating. Like, I mean, it took me tons of tries to finally get to the boss, let alone actually fighting the boss. Wasn't that, like, the
1: issue you had with, with like, Superstar Saga that ultimately made you drop it? it was because you would die on the boss and then have to go back to, to the section to get back to the boss? Uh,
0: there was a little bit of that in Superstar Saga, but Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge, that was the first one that really, I was like, really? I- I have to go all the way back and I have to jump through these hoops to finally get to the final boss. And then the final boss has like six phases. And it's just like, how about we start me at the beginning of the first boss fight, like maybe at the door or at the portal. Don't send me like it's, it's a literal full on platforming stage to get to the boss. And if you die at the boss, which I think has two, yeah, two phases, you have to, you have to go back. And that was frustrating. But so, you might ask, Well, don't Brian, don't you usually kinda drop these games? Well, I, I did drop this game early on. After right. once I found that difficulty spike, I put it on the shelf. I took it out of the GameCube and put it on the shelf and I was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time. And at the time I felt like I gave up on that game too early. And I think I did. I mean, I was able once to once I pulled it back out to progress and I kept progressing and I kept moving on. So I knew I kinda had um, you know, put it it down too early and I also was streaming it so I it was hard to focus on these platforming um, scenarios because I'm also streaming and chatting and you know a lot of multitasking when you stream and I realized okay for platformers I think that's something I got to play off offline (laughs) I, I do you do I mean I do so it was one of those things where I pulled it back out finally got to the boss I'm like you know what I got this far let's push through I was able to um and that's the unfortunate thing once you like if you enjoy a game even like you know somewhat and you get like whatever you end with is going to be the the final taste you have of that game your final view your final perception so if it's a very bad final final boss segment where it's just frustrating well that that's what you leave off with so Mm. it's unfortunate objectively speaking i think it's worth checking out i think it's worth playing just have those things in mind, so.
1: Okay, yeah, it makes sense. For me, the, it's pretty rare. I usually only bring one game that I've beaten to the table each of ep- these episodes, <laughs> uh, but literally the day after we posted the last, yep. what we've been playing, I beat, finally beat my Insanity run on Mass Effect 2. Uh, I said a lot about what I thought on that episode, so I'm probably not going yeah. to get too deep into it, but there's one section that I'm remembering now as I'm, as I'm talking about it. And I spent a lot of time discussing it with you, Brian in real life, uh, just how difficult the section was. Right. But I mean, I had, I'm pulling up my, you know, my death counts now for that game. Cause there was a lot of them. Uh, there were 113 total deaths in that game, which, I mean, yeah, that's absurd, but I was really <laughs> sweating, like, the final boss, the coll- or the final mission, the collector base, and the final boss, yeah. too, the the human reaper, uh, but, like, I'm going through, and, and going through this, the base, I'm not dying, and, like, it's challenging, but at this point, I've understood, like, what I have to do, what the game requires me to do, and, like, I'm not pushing my luck or anything, like. I was early on, which is how I kept getting these high death counts in missions. Right. So I get to the like second part of the collector base mission, the long walk. And I mean, that, that one broke me. That actually broke me. I don't know how I got through it. I had no deaths <laughs> at all on the collector base outside of the long walk where I had 10 deaths. And it was all in one single spot of the walk i was like i'm trying to remember exactly it was the part where like the collector enemies stop showing up like you you defeat the last bunch of them and you tell your biotic you know generator to start walking down and you get to like this this sharp turn and there's a little bit of cover and you get sworn by husks and abominations and I can't remember what the enemy is called, but the big thing that shoots the like energy waves at you and destroys your shields automatically when it hits you. And I died there 10 times in a row. I was like yelling in my house. <laughs> like it was like nine o'clock at night and I was just yelling inside my house. Like I was <laughs> just not having a good time. I remember we almost discussed, we discussed me streaming the final like mission. Yes. Because you'd wanted to see it. And I'm so glad I did not stream that because that would have been I mean it would have been very entertaining to see it would not have been entertaining to try to entertain and also do that at the right. same time
0: there might have been probably more than 10 deaths if you were to actually try to stream it
1: probably yeah I mean it just took so much trial and error to get through that one part but once it right. got past it you know and die again and I took out the final boss with um, pretty much no issue you know compared to like what I was playing on we yeah. I mean it was it was good. I'm glad I did it. I finally got the the hundred uh, percent on the game. Yeah, there first one I've ever no, it's not the first game I ever did. The first the the only other game I have hundred percent on was like Terminator Salvation. And okay. you get all the achievements just by playing the game on easy mode. So it's pretty easy. But this was oh, the wow. first one I actually ever had to earn. Right. And, and I'm glad I did because Mass Effect 2 was such an important game to me. It's a game that I love
0: so much. Uh and I'm glad it was this one cool that's awesome never have tried to go 100 percent any game and i probably never will and i'm very content with that but hey for the there's some hardcore uh, trophy hunters out there though
1: i know a lot of people that do it i never tried to it's just i just by playing the game as much as i did i had so many of them and i was like what would the legacy edition is going to be here so soon and once that's here i'll never go back to this so right you know, f- finish what I started. I'm so far into it. Might as well just go ahead and, and do it. I'm I'm never going to play on Insanity and Mass Effect again because that's, I won't say never. I probably will never. I can't. It's right. got to be a special situation to get me to do that. But I mean, I'll probably just play on normal from now on. It's just more enjoyable for me that way in that game.
0: <sighs> yes, I was about to say a lot of pressure is taken off for sure. mm mm-hmm. All right, next one for me is the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, um, and this one was a very unique playthrough that I had. Um, I played at this point five Zelda titles, and this would be my sixth, I believe. So I, I have a decent, you know, a decent amount under my belt, and far from others, but you know, I've I played I played a few. So I played Spirit Tracks, and I was looking forward to this one because I know it's an underrated Zelda title. I know it's it's a unique. Um, Zelda title, and I was like, you know, let let's check it out. You know of course you have Phantom's Hourglass, which is the um, it, it takes place before Spirit Tracks, and I actually had that one as a kid. I love the setting of Phantom, Phantom's Hourglass, but I'll talk about why I will be taking a big break <laughs> from the Zelda franchise, and so. Going like knowing that ahead of time, I was like, "Let's choose Spirit Tracks out of the two. and I'm glad I did. I, I love the idea of a railway train system setting, like very unique, very, very odd. I guess you can say that they did that, but I think it works very well mm. in the like the Zelda universe. Um, but along those lines, they did they did miss some marks in in this okay. game. First of all, with the train system. The train system is so slow, and you need it to get to one stage, one world, one city, one town, to another. And it takes forever, like literal probably 10 minutes to get from point A to point B to continue Mm -hmm. on. And to make matters worse, there's enemies that are also on the train tracks that you have to shoot them with like a cannon that's on your train so not only can you just like put the ds down and just wait to get to the destination you have to be present and like shoot these enemies because your train also has heart as a a health bar so if you die going to point b you have to start back over at point a and try to go all the way back that created for some very annoying situations and i knew that going going in again watching reviews uh that, that was something that they mentioned i was like interesting I, I probably won't have to worry about that no you're gonna have to worry about that uh it's speed up the train um speed up the train and that'll solve almost everything i didn't care for the enemies being being there either like let let me just have an easy ride to the you know next town Um uh, but nonetheless I, I still do like the train aspect also a few more things. I do think they definitely missed the mark with this mechanic and, and just walking. You can't just, you know, use the D-pad or even the, the um, 2DS XL toggle like you have to use your stylus and drag link everywhere. It's like it's, like it's a mobile game. Literally, yeah. literally and you, you you literally do not use the buttons for anything you don't use the buttons for nothing. Because if you do, it'll just drop the map down or like you literally use the stylus for everything. There's not a button that you use that will actually help. Is it Phantom Hourglass the same way? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> Phantom's Hourglass. same. the It's one of those Nintendo gimmicks where it's like, we have this new, new gimmick and we're going to force you to use it. No options. And, <laughs> It's unfortunate because it is not that fun. I mean, I beat the game, so I was able to, you know, it's still playable, but boy, was that a bad decision. <laughs> it right. was a bad decision. Um, so those are my, those are the two main, just, you know, get out of here with that. <laughs> Fix it, please. Uh, but it was still fun nonetheless. And honestly, the, and this is going to my very deep end, you're going to hear my hot takes here in a second playing this game i realized i am not the biggest legend of zelda person and it it pains me to say that for a number of reasons you know i'm a big fan of nintendo and it's you know it's a first party nintendo franchise so like I, i i do i do like it there's a lot of aspects that i do like about Zelda. i love the history i love the story i love the setting i love the characters but at its core it's dungeons it's puzzle solving and that is not fun for me it's it's really not fun for me. So when you when you when your your base foundational gameplay mechanic is something you don't enjoy, mm-hmm. well, why am I still playing these games? Right. You know. Now, with that being said, Breath of the Wild is an exception. Thankfully, it is because, well, Breath of the Wild Two we know is in the makes, so mm-hmm. that'll be something I'll look forward to. But it doesn't have the traditional dungeons and puzzles, well you know it's shrines and guess what that is the perfect substitute for me. like I love those short um shrine puzzles that the puzzle mechanic was still implemented in some of them, but they were they were more approachable, more accessible, more engaging, and they were not as lengthy. That's the issue for me. Like, it, it gets progressively complex and lengthy and tedious in those dungeons, and that is not fun for me. Right. So, with that being said, though, in Spirit Tracks, to make it a little less burdensome, they had some fantastic dungeon weapons in this game. They, They really did. They had a whirlwind, boomerang, a whip, bow and a sand wand which I think the sand wand was by far my favorite um dungeon weapon to use as a mechanic to progress through and um you know they were used well there was a lot of them and and that didn't keep my attention for for a lot of it but still not the biggest dungeon um you know dungeon person uh they also have a spirit flute which (laughs) Another Nintendo gimmick that you are forced to use that is implemented in the game and you need to progress through the story, you literally have to blow on your DS. You have to use your actual air and blow into the mic and play this instrument. So then you can't even emulate this
1: game then unless there's an option to simulate that on the, uh,
0: on the emulator. Yeah, I think there is. I think I've seen that there is an emulation um, option. I don't know how... They substituted it, but I think from what I've seen, it is a, it's more difficult than actually using the the <laughs> DS, as you would probably imagine. Right. Um. So it, there. So it was interesting. It was it was satisfying once you got the like the the, it's kind of like the ocarina and ocarina of time. You do have to play it, but it requires more physical creativity, which is again not a Nintendo gimmick that I enjoy. So that was interesting. Um, overall, this is actually my second favorite Zelda game, next to Breath of the Wild. Surprisingly, okay. played Ocarina of Time, played Link's Awakening remake, played uh, Four Swords Adventure, um, and I think there's another one out there. M- Minish Cap, Spirit Tracks is my second favorite. Uh, there's a lot of things I do like about it. Um, interestingly enough, the boss fight was not that bad. Very surprisingly, it was fun. Love the the look of the final boss. Um, Funny enough, there's three phases to beating the game in the final boss area. The second one, um, no spoilers, but after I beat the second phase, the game froze. Straight up froze going into the third final boss. And I didn't know what to do. I panicked. (laughs) and well long story short i had to cut it off and replay that i had to replay the boss again right thankfully i got to the second phase and it it progressed through it it somehow worked after i restarted the console and i was able to get it it was one of those things i'm like because this is the first thing that came in my mind what if this is the cartridge that like no matter how many times I restart the console, no matter how many times I blow into the cartridge slot, it's gonna freeze in this area every time. Like, how dissatisfying! Like, I'm about to get to the the last phase of the final boss, and the cartridge is like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna let you beat me."
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that would be just the worst, just the absolute worst. Uh, quick question. Yeah. So you said that you would prefer like the train sections of this game to not have like just to not have enemies are you are you worried that that would be potentially just too boring like would it just be better just to skip the train sections at that point
0: well so this is the situation it's the the train sections it's not even a section that's how you get from point a to point like you have to use the train in order to play the game (laughs) like you have that's how you get to the next town they they this is they did not execute well and Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is i would rather there be no enemies because it's so slow i just Mm -hmm. want to put the ds down and just i'll enjoy the scenery and and the ride there no matter how slow it is they they implemented the enemies because they knew it was a long ride and so they wanted it to be engaging Mm
1: -hmm. so you're
0: it's not fun
1: so it'd be like a combo like remove enemies and or and you can leave it at the same or like speed it up. Either way, it just needs to go faster pretty much.
0: Either way, it needs to go faster. And again, it's not like you, why do you want to take all the enemies out of the game? Well, the enemies still <laughs> exist. Enemies still exist in the dungeons. Enemies still exist, you know, final boss. I'm saying for the train portion, they just implemented these enemies right as just something for you to do on your ride there. I don't like that. I don't. Okay. It was not fun. Yeah, so. makes sense long story short this will unfortunately be my last Zelda game I play f- I'm not going to say ever again Breath of the Wild 2 I will play that and I want to get to Wind Waker at some point in my life whether that's 10 years five years I, I will try to unfortunately force myself to play that game I don't like using that and I don't want to do that but it looks so good and there's there's so much stuff in that game that I'm just like I really want to explore and-, and check it out but at the core, I know what it. I know what it is. It's a Zelda game, and well, we've already talked about it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not
1: easy whenever you have to kind of like make a call like that.
0: It's not. No. Yeah.
1: So, I guess moving on here, we're gonna move on to games that I've actually started playing now since I've beaten these other two. Uh, yep. A game that I have started playing is, and, and when I say started, I mean like actually just started i maybe okay. have like an hour or two at most into it oh is radiant Dawn the sequel right. to path of radiance uh i'm currently working on something else which is taking away a little time of path of radiance and i'll get to that thing in just a minute but uh, from what i played of radiant dawn so far uh, i have enjoyed it. it it's just kind of more path of radiance It you know okay. different consoles on the wii instead of the gamecube uh and, you have know, different characters right now, but I mean, I pretty much know how how the game goes. It's more experiencing it for myself. Yeah, I know there's going to be some parts of this game I will not enjoy. I anticipate this might be the first new Fire Emblem I've beaten that probably won't rank above three houses. Okay, but I still think it'll rank high. I still think it's going to be
0: a game that I enjoy.
1: But I I just don't have a whole ton to say about it at this time, just because I'm really only yeah. like a an hour or two into it
0: sure yeah i'm curious to see as as you continue on with that how you're able to compare it to path of radiance and just overall mm-hmm. as a fire emblem game i'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts because that's that's one i mean path of radiance is it, it it's talked about quite a bit it's on the gamecube and so it, it's expected Three houses, of course, Mm -hmm. but I don't hear too much. Like Radiant Dawn, like goes under the radar, you know, compared to them. Yes, I mean, in the circle, you hear about Radiant
1: Dawn a lot, but, but yeah, it it definitely doesn't come up as much as like FE7 or Path of Radiance or Three Houses or like the 3DS games. Like, it won't come up as much as those do.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'm curious to hear some more thoughts on that one for sure. Uh, last game for me that I've recently beat, and that is Pokemon Soul Silver. Um, mm-hmm. And just like Spirit Tracks, there's a lot to talk about with this one. Uh, um, unfortunately. So let's get started with that. <laughs> right off the bat. It was a slow start, but that's kind of how I'm, I'm realizing. That's kind of how like some Pokemon games are. Pokemon Black was a kind of a slow start for me, and I think that's I think that's just my experience with me playing them back to back to back to back more so maybe than that game itself. But it was a slow start. I, I did choose Totodile as my starter. I was going to choose Chikorita, um, but after playing Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon Coliseum. And playing with Bayleaf and Meganium for quite a while. I was like, eh, I've had my fair share of use of, um, of the Chikorita line. So I was like, I, I want to go For Alligator has, by far, to me, the best de- um, design out of the three starters. I tend to like water starters. And so I was like, Let- let's go with um as the final evolution. And I was glad I did. You know, it was fun. I was not expecting Alligator to evolve at level 30. Mm-hmm. Um Croconaw into Feraligate at level 30, because usually it's like 32, 34, 36 is with these starters. But level 30 was a nice surprise. So we were able to get that early on. And um, well, overall, this game was a slow and grindy game. Now, (laughs) it was not grindy for me because of the way I played. And you may ask, well, how did you play? Well, just like Pokemon Diamond played through, I spearheaded my starter and we bulldoze our way to the top right uh and you the next question might be like why why didn't you pick a team of six and you know enjoy your playthrough let's talk about why <laughs> because there is many reasons why yes first of all you know i'm a big experience share person you don't get experience share till after gym six what a bit of an issue. Gym six <laughs> You're two gems away from the elite four. You're you're you're, pa- you're halfway past the game at this point. You're you're closing in on finishing the game. What are you talking about, man? You still have
1: like you still have like ten gems left at that point. No,
0: <laughs> you don't. Not for the first credit roll. Not for the the main base game. You don't. And so now I know you brought it up, and obviously there's reasons why. There's uh, there is oddities in this game because yes. it, it, in some ways it is it sets you up to really explore a whole other region, which is Kanto. And I agree with that. Maybe this is them saying, you know what? We're going to give them the experience later in the game because, again, they still have all of Kanto to explore. That's how I interpreted that. That's a very odd thing. Like, yeah. but think about that. Like we talked about it, how you, how you, you know, we talked about how it was kind of a bad thing that yes, it there's is. no elite four in Kanto and it's like, if you wanted to start again, like you're good luck. So why would they give you the experience share so late in the game?
1: Yeah, it, it's a tough one. You know, I, I, we, we've discussed this a little bit already yeah. and we'll get to probably my biggest gripe in the game, uh, in a bit. Okay. But, yeah, it's it's not paced very well. It just isn't, no. you know. I, I, I want it to be paced well. It's part of why I think that it would benefit from a let's go format as opposed to just a yes. standard format. Definitely. Uh, but the the pacing is a problem. The, the wild Pokemon you find just aren't that strong. It's tough to grind against them. and There's a lot of issues with this one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there is. And and to go on with pacing specifics, I you know, at this point I have uh, three gems, four gems under my belt, and I come ac- across a Pokemon trainer has a level two Voltorb. <laughs> level two.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. Level two
0: <laughs> I, I
1: joked with you. I joked with you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, you gotta watch out for that self destruct, but
0: he, he won't there's no way a level two Voltorb <laughs> will outspeed anything in your party at that point literally so um and to go on with pacing like you mentioned like the the pokemon that you encounter are too low of a level to really even grind i had you know six gems under my belt and i was encountering level 15 pokemon on a regular basis you can't do much with that you you can't
1: you just can't And, and then you also get to like the gems and they're not right like there isn't a really good sense of progression on the gyms, especially once you get to Kanto, everybody in Kanto, like their strongest Pokemon, I think are winning like three to four levels of each other. Right. I mean, shoot blue, which in theory would be the final gym you go to. But I think because of the way Kanto set up, you can go in any order. So I think that's why they did this okay. uh, G- blue is the strongest one and his highest level Pokemon is like level 55. Right. And and there just isn't a good way to set up into like, into like build to the ultimate challenge in this game, which is fighting red. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, what did we figure out the other day? His, his strong or his weakest Pokemon is level 80. Yep. So you go from fighting blue, whose strongest is fifty five and in between then and fighting red, you gotta get up you know levels. out of the twenty five levels to even match his weakest pokemon right it, it just doesn't it just doesn't work Gosh. like that it 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 could be better it's not hard to make yes. it better it's easily fixable and 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 I would look forward to seeing it be fixed, but as right. it stands now, I just don't think it works very well
0: no i mean and maybe if they they redid it as a let's go i mean you would have a lot more experience share opportunities to where i mean just that alone would balance a lot of things i think so too um yeah i mean and there was so many oddities too in this game just like you know the sixth gym you don't there's no trainer battles in there you just walk right up there's two people that look like trainers and they they're just like thanks for helping our gym leader step right over and talk to her you can (laughs) fight her right now like They're just like, yeah, go on. You're good. We're not going to fight you. And I'm just like, oh, was not expecting. I'm okay with it. Well, just was not expecting it. Yeah. It's so
1: so odd. And, you know, this is, I told you the other day, this is oddly justifying for me because this is one of the few times, like I've told you something about a game that either I've experienced or that I've heard from other people and you've actually agreed with it (laughs) usually you're like no i didn't really i didn't really go through that but this is like the first
0: time you're like yeah Yeah. no this is this is a bit of an issue for sure and as sad as it sounds i had that in the back of my mind what you told me Mm -hmm. and there's kind of a reason why this game was the last pokemon game i played and saved for last right and turns out i'm glad i saved it for last but um Yeah, it's so, and I'll say this: I know it was a lot of bad that I said. Gen two by far is my favorite generation. It has the most Pokemon that I just absolutely love. Mm -hmm. It it, there's so many awesome Pokemon. Love the starters. A lot of great memories from childhood with Generation two. I remember having Heart Gold when I was a kid. I didn't play. I didn't finish it, but I remember having like. I do love Soul Silver Heart Gold. I didn't realize how broken if i want to use that word in this sense right it was compared to really all the other ones that i played recently so you yeah, know i mean i i loved
1: crystal back in, when i was a kid dude crystal yes. was so much fun uh i mean it took ruby coming out which is like my all-time favorite for for me to to just stop thinking about crystal i mean crystal was just absolutely incredible but you know then i got to soul silver and i just was not quite enjoying my time with it like I was when I was a kid. Probably because I didn't have the time to yeah, to right. sink into it like it kind of demands you do.
0: Right. And to end with this uh Pokemon Soul Silver segment, um, if it just goes to show you anything, I ended the game beating the Elite Four and the Champion with this team. For Alligator, level 63, mm-hmm. Lugia, level 45, mm-hmm. which is what it's at when you base, catch it, base level, <laughs> and uh, Raikou at level forty, which is also the level when you catch it. Three, three Pokemon beat the entire team. You walked into the Elite Four with just three. Po- <laughs> I had high confidence in that for Alligator yeah. at level sixty-three because of this. The Elite Four—they're all le- early level forties. Which again, you could that's... say, well, that that's meant to be because it can't. So sure. Still, uh, they weren't no. easy. They weren't yeah. easy, but still. There's there's so, like, you can,
1: like, I know we're just sitting here saying, like, these kind of general <laughs> statements about it. Right. And, and not really providing a whole ton of fixes. But, I mean, a, a simple fix to it would just be, you know, hey, make the Elite Four a standard yeah. Elite Four. They should be. The gym leaders leading up to that point should prepare you for that. And then the gym leaders in Kanto should lead you yep. up to Red, since that's the ultimate challenge. And the game just doesn't yep. prepare you for these, like for these
0: challenges, because they're, they're all right. just capped at the same place. And I would take it a step further and, and cipher it down a little bit more. Make the wild Pokemon you encounter that, appropriate. Yeah, that so needs to be better. Grind. Because guess what? Po- I mean, Pokemon games—you're you're gonna have to grind. That's just how it is. RPGs yeah. in general, you tend to have to grind. it's yeah. just part of the, part of it. I would like to see that change. I would like to see, as you naturally progress through a game, you're just naturally prepared instead of forcing you to grind. And that's that's the where the challenge and difficulty comes. I yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that uh, perspective. Um, I think I think if you have to grind and uh, grind heavily, I think that's bad level design and bad game design and people will disagree with me there's a lot of people out there who would disagree with me but you know that's just how i view it but at the end of the day you know soul silver is a classic people love it for what it is there's there's a lot to be loved but that that's kind of where i stand on it yeah i agree
1: so moving on to another game that i've been playing now i don't know how much i can i can say about this right now because I want to kind of save like a lot of my thoughts for after I beat it. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor. Yeah. Which I've just been having an absolute blast with to this point. I I would imagine, you know, probably around the time this episode releases, I might have it beaten. If not very shortly after this might be like Mass Effect two again, where the day after this gets posted, (laughs) I, you know, you see a posting for that one. Uh, But I mean, the game's been fun so far. Uh, Pretty much the premise of the game is you and two of your friends are in Tokyo. And, like, there is a lockdown within part of Tokyo that you get stuck in along with a bunch of other people. And you can't get out of the lockdown. The security defense force is is enforcing it. And, like, you're trying to escape. You eventually figure out there is no way out. You just kind of have to deal with it. Uh, but the reason that the lockdown happens was because demons start showing up. And so they're trying to contain the demons inside and it, it just creates a very interesting situation because it's also got like, if you play persona, it, 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 you're actually kind of better prepared for this game because there's time management aspects to the game. Right. Uh, the game operates in 30 minute increments and you like, if you go talk to somebody or go do a battle or something, the time will advance 30 minutes into the future. And there are just certain aspects where like, you know, you need to be in a certain place at a certain time and you need to remember that if you don't, something bad could really happen. Uh, You get this thing called a Laplace mail in the game that, uh, that kind of gives you an insight on what's going to happen that day. So it kind of, it can predict the future in a sort of way and it gives you the opportunity to, to, change it if it's not something you want and like people will die in the game and the laplace mail can be used to hey if you want to save this person you know where to go and to be to save this person and it really affects the story of the game that way it is super interesting because it just creates a bunch of scenarios and it just leads to a whole bunch of places i've been having a great time with it and I'm very much looking forward to talking about it more in depth once I've actually finished it.
0: Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that one too. A lot of dark themes going on, but the, Hey, that's, it's that's, a pretty, that's what you're going to get.
1: It's a pretty dark game, but Shin Megami Tensei kind of lends itself towards being, you know, yes.
0: dark for sure. Yeah. Cool so the only game that i'm currently playing right now is super mario sunshine um if you know i talk about my backlog often and this is the second to last game on my backlog and we'll talk about how i got to the second to last game on my backlog here in just a minute but super mario sunshine let me just go ahead and get the good out of the way because um you know i'm gonna talk about the bad but from the beginning, I loved the idea of Super Mario Sunshine, being on this kind of like vacation, this island getaway. I loved that setting. I loved that theme. Um, so I was excited. But one, if, if there's something I learned from Zelda, there's also something I learned from Billy Hatcher, which is a 3D platformer. And, well, I'm not the biggest platformer sure. person. And that's kind of also what I want to talk to you about because when I mentioned to you, you know, kind of my early frustrations with platformers and just like me, like they're I'm not good at them. They can be very frustrating. And I remember your response was, "Yeah, they're not fun." And I was, I was like, "Whoa, that's interesting coming from you," because I I know you've pl- you played a lot, you played Sunshine, you like Sunshine, like you you <laughs> like these games, but you can also recognize, yeah, I stay away from them because so and so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I. I like... Do I enjoy certain platformers? Yes, certain ones. But the genre as a whole is something I stay away from. Like, like it's not, it's not something I actively got. I'm like, I can't wait to play this new platformer yeah. because, I mean, I don't want to summarize it like this. I feel like, at least for me, if I've played one, I've played the majority of them. I know each one kind of will do yeah. something new to, to shake up the formula, but it just isn't super fun to me. And a lot of them can get pretty frustrating sometimes. I would just prefer to play, you know, something else. Typically, I mean, I get it. Like, like I love, I do enjoy Sunshine a lot, and I like, yeah. I like, like I like Galaxy. Uh, prefer Super Mario 64 DS to Super Mario 64, uh, but you know, as a whole, you know, like I think platformers are kind of just okay.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um and and you know, once you said uh you know, if you played one platform, you kind of played them all because they, you know, there's different, you know, little variation which mm-hmm. thankfully Super Mario Sunshine there is definitely variation. There is a unique mechanic with That's what I know, love so much Flood. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, those controls, boy, oh boy. They can be frustrating. They can be, um, yes. It <sighs> Once you get used to it, you get used to it. But at the same time, I, and I think that I think it's just platformers in general. It's also a GameCube game, and they did not completely fix those camera angles and and camera settings <laughs> all the way, um, if any, <laughs> in yeah. the in the 3D All Stars package that I got. But it's fun, but it's it's more frustrating than it is fun. And this and b- before I pass it back on to you, sure. This might be one of the last three platformer games I ever play. I, I think, I mean, I'd, I'm i thinking through yeah. like what you've been playing. You, you know, you play Mass Effect, okay? Mm-hmm. Shooter, third person cover, shooter. Cover-based shooter, you, yeah. You, you're playing a lot of Fire Emblem. That's tactical RPG, mm-hmm. you know, turn-based typically. Persona, Shinigami. Yeah. like there there's, a, there's yeah. a theme going on here. Yeah, they're no, not, I, they're I, not. I, I like games that require me to
1: actually plan out what I'm actually yes. going to talk about another tactical game. Uh, with my next one. Yeah. Uh, but. I mean. It's even because like Devil Survivor is also a. Uh, a tactics based Shin Megami Tensei game. Yeah. Which is even. Which is so funny. But. Yeah. I mean. I prefer games that make me think more. As opposed to. Can you time this jump right? Yeah. I don't. I don't like mechanics like that as much. Yeah. I prefer to. I'm not always. Like. I have decent skill. I've been playing games for. For so yeah. long. But I definitely wouldn't call myself like very skilled, you know. And yeah, I don't want like it just those games like that where it really requires like you to have certain amount of skill to hit certain jumps, yeah. you know. It's yeah, it's not always the best for me.
0: Uh finally I can breathe and relate to someone else with this. Cause, cause a lot of people would be would hear this and be like, Well just get good, like Nikki, my wife was telling me <laughs> She literally joked around. She was like, just get good, Brian. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm just like, it. you better stop. <laughs> you better stop. Don't I'm gonna, even, I'm at a if, if, if I had
1: been around when she said that I would have lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and But, but it's funny because like, as I'm explaining this to you and to her, like I have been in the back of my mind, the, the general mass voices yeah. will just get good. Cause they, they really believe that. They do. And it's <laughs> yes, I, I, I can get good. It's called replaying the same level 30 times until we actually get past it. But what is, what is the benefit to me? You know?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, to take it back a second to like, to like Mass Effect two and the insanity run I did there, the game was super difficult, but once you figured out what the game wants you to do and you're able to process strategies that way, other than literally one part of the game, it was very manageable, you know? Like you, you're able to form strategies to get you through the game with relative, like, relative ease, you know. And yeah, I guess I prefer more to just be in control of what I am, of like what I'm able to handle in these type of
0: games. And so, in my last statement about this, it's funny. I had played Spirit Tracks, which you know is is not turn based. It's very action. You're mm-hmm. you know in real time. You've got to react to enemies, especially those final bosses. And the entire time, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get to Soul Silver. It's turn based. It's right. relaxing. I don't have to focus so much. Like it, it. It's it's a breath of fresh air, even if it is monotonous and tedious. It's like. I don't have to rush. I don't have to react. Right. I don't have to have reflexes. And so as I, you know, am playing Super Mario Sunshine, my next game will be Paper Mario the Origami King, and that's turn based for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I'm saying the same thing. Man, I can't wait to go back to turn based or tactical or just something where it's not so so much pressure, you know? It's cool to see that you're you're kind of starting
1: to establish like these are the types of games i really like these are the ones i want to i want to stay away from because i mean we've we've said it from the beginning of the episode you're kind of you're relatively new to yep to all of this so you're, you're kind of watching true. it
0: happen in real time as you develop these preferences and this is the unfortunate thing and i'm usually good at foreseeing something early on mm-hmm. this is the issue yeah i've saw this all these early on mm-hmm. but i was still forcing myself to play these games right. for one reason or another and now i've gotten to a point i'm like why am i forcing myself to that's the best place to play be. something i don't like
1: that's the best place to be you're getting more like like yep. me because i think about 2020 and you you trounced me in games beaten yeah but we probably played the same amount of games if i probably played more games even uh, the difference was was once i just lost interest in a game that was the end of it I like. Yep. I would always say like, if I come back to this, I'll come back to this. Uh, not saying I never will, but there's something else I want to play right now, and I, I I could see you're 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 starting to do that more and more with these games. Where if yeah, if I don't, I'm not enjoying them. Why am I gonna spend my time on them? You know,
0: absolutely. And and going right off of that, um, I've kind of inserted a a segment called "Games I've dropped since the last what we've been playing episode," and there's three. Yeah. Um, and you'll see obvious reasons why Super Mario sixty four, um, two reasons. Uh, another platformer. Two. Mm-hmm. I realized the GameCube might be GameCube, PS two, original Xbox era might be the as far as back as I can go to really enjoy a game graphically. Right. Not that I can't appreciate those games, and not that I can't play them because I played and in, in beat somehow Ocarina of Time on the actual N sixty four. So it's not like you know I I haven't done it before or I can't. It's like, it was one of those games I forced myself to play, forced myself to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what, no. If I had the 3D All-Stars pack, if I had to choose one of these, I think it would be Sunshine. So guess what I'm playing? Yeah. I'm playing Sunshine. I'm glad I chose that one. Uh, I've said it forever
1: that... If, if you're debating whether to play Super Mario 64, or Super Mario 64 DS, I will always recommend DS. It looks DS. better in my opinion. I mean, not a, it's a DS game, so it's not going to look great, but I think it'll look better than 64. And you have more characters to play as. And I would argue Mario is the least interesting character in that game to play as. <laughs> right. It, like, because these other characters kind of help liven up the platforming mechanics of it because of their abilities. I mean, you get, Yoshi with his with his flutter kicks and Luigi and Wario all bring their own unique things to the table. I think that game does a lot more to to make it more interesting.
0: Sure, yeah, for sure. And the last two, Zelda, Wind Waker. Um, mm-hmm. again, if you know, if you've been listening, that that was on my backlog at one point. And again, I, I mentioned it earlier. I don't want to x that out forever right um i do want to come to it eventually but not anytime soon and along with that same token zelda twilight princess which in theory would love to play it's a darker theme i want to get Mm -hmm. to know those characters in the town and just just that universe and that game but again when the gameplay you just don't like well you you, i'm not gonna force myself to play it so at the time at this time those are completely off. Those three have been dropped, which means I have two left. Super Mario Sunshine, which I'm playing, which I'm about halfway through. Um, I have about 22 to 23 shine sprites, and you need 50 to beat the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm very close to halfway. So I should have that be in another week, week and a half. Um, and I'm moving on to Paper Mario, the Origami King, and that'll be the last game on my backlog, and I'm a free man. Yeah, that's going to be... I have to say, that's going to be very freeing, you know? I need a celebrator somehow. Well, Buy we, 20 more games to have another backlog. <laughs> a, se- a celebratory episode? I'm down. That'll probably be the ne- next what we've been playing because there might be, if th- depending on the pacing, might be some games that... We're never on the backlog, but I'm able yeah. to buy now. I, I think it would be pretty
1: interesting just to have an episode where we discuss like your your history with your backlog and and like you know we've talked about them all a lot, but have them in yep. one place where you really get in, go in depth on these things. I think it'd be pretty interesting. Well, so yeah, it would be. What are do you have any
0: plans for for what you're gonna play once the backlog's cleared? I do, and I have big plans so much that I write them down on my phone. <laughs> I've actually probably written them down multiple times. Is this a new backlog? Um, it's 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 took some shape and some form. It's been molded a little bit, but as I mentioned in early, early episodes, GameCube and Switch are my twenty twenty two, you know, focus. Well, if you notice April, May is kind of right now which means we're not even halfway through the year yet and i'm pretty much almost done my backlog yeah we're a third of the way through right now yeah i have six months to explore now because i'm so excited to jump into the switch catalog that i've been missing i've been missing these you know by time this episode drops yesterday um i believe pokemon snap april 30th will be released that's something i would love to get day one and check out right. like i'm able to jump on board and do with these so pokemon snap might be, might be a, a game a day one game right after the backlog okay. there's tons of tons of games like you know astral chain has really i've been itching to kind of check that game out uh xenoblade you know that all the jrpgs fire emblem three houses xenoblade chronicles um you've got dragon quest 11 so many i mean even like i was checking out bayonetta a little bit some gameplay Mm -hmm. just trying to figure it out tokyo mirage fe um even something off the wall like the famicom detective club games that have been announced which i don't know if they're going to be released physically so i will have to wait and see Mm -hmm. but just yeah i'm ready to dive deep into the switch catalog so okay yeah that should be fun yes it should so for me
1: the last game that i've been playing and i say i've been playing we we started doing this yesterday as of this recording okay. uh, but i think we're gonna me and and some friends are gonna keep doing this more we started playing xcom 2 and okay. we've we've we went into the character creator and we put ourselves in the game so that we show up as soldiers but we're we're doing kind of like a challenge. We're playing it as an Iron Man. You literally put on Iron Man mode and turn the difficulty up. A little, like, not too high, but just above easy. And you control yourself. and And from there, if we need to, we can also, like, split up whoever remains in the squad. But, you know, it's basically the person gets executive say on what their person, like, can do, you know? But we're kind of working together to beat the game. So it yeah. it's sort of like a couch co-op thing where we just hand the controller off to each other. Right. Uh, but it, it 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 was fun the little bit we did yesterday. And and I'm looking forward to doing it more because you're working and you're like you're trying to strategize uh but you know it it's not the easiest thing always even starting out and I could see some pretty interesting scenarios like cropping up at some point later on. Uh, probably we'll be have a lot of stories to tell about this as sure. these as these uh you know what we've been playing go along, uh, but yeah I'm looking forward to to this challenge and seeing you know if we can make it through this if we can beat this game playing it like cooperatively or if we just turn on each other and get each other just wrecked
0: that's very likely. What genre to... is XCOM?
1: Tactical. It's a it's okay. a yeah tactical yeah RPG not really maybe. I don't know. Okay. It's got permadeath in it, so you die, you're gone. Which just, which, oh, gosh. but yeah, that's why we're in it. Like we put ourselves in it to really feel kind of like the tension of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's imagine just just to simplify, it, just imagine like Fire Emblem, but it's more modern and you're fighting aliens. Gotcha. And that that's have pretty you beat much that game
0: before about. on your own.
1: Oh, I have gotten like I. I think i have beaten it before and i've played it a ton anyways i love xcom and xcom 2 i prefer for the first game i prefer enemy within to enemy unknown just because it, i think it's a little bit more interesting uh, but yeah i mean xcom's so much fun
0: nice I mean, maybe, we'll, maybe have to we'll check we'll, out some gameplay for that
1: yeah maybe we'll put you in it too you know, right looking to add oh a boy. bunch of people to it we want to we want to put in people that we know into the game yeah. to, to like that way it means more if people actually start sure.
0: start like falling off and whatnot right interesting yeah um that that'll be interesting i'm gonna look up some gameplay of that i don't i've heard of the game it's a lot of fun. name but it's a lot of fun check that out cool cool well that's what we've been playing um we've been playing a lot and i hope this uh i hope this trend continues on with with beating games and, and continue on with playing them again and next next episode is for both of us next what we've been playing is going to be a bit interesting um, but so. i'm excited for it so uh thanks for listening make sure to follow us on twitter at pyw podcast instagram at the pyw podcast and twitch at playing your way Thanks for listening this week and we'll see you next. Yep. See ya.